0: Welcome to episode 21 of Horror Dads. You're joined by your host, John and Jamie. Hey! 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 What's up? What's up, man? What's up? We got a good episode here. We, uh... Happy Horror Dads Day. Yeah, dude. Honestly, like, we... So we threw out a Hail Mary. You know who's president? Horror Dads. Fuck you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh... By the time this releases, we'll know who the president is. But we threw out a Hail Mary to... The folks over at Creepy Company in Chicago, and heard back from them, and we synced up with them. So we, uh, we interviewed Jason with Creepy Company, and this is an amazing episode. We talk about uh, Chicago-based horror films because they're a Chicago-based company, and this is a really fun one. So,
1: yeah, John and I just kind of stepped in some shit with this podcast in general, and the people we get to interview. Yeah, and uh, Jason is no exception. Like we, as we're talking to him, we're kind of like. is he just our friend who are we yeah why are we able to ask you questions uh but we're glad we did we're glad we're glad that he uh joined us on the show and couldn't be more thrilled to have him on
0: yeah super great dude and amazing company uh so we plug their stuff where you can find them kind of stuff they've been working on so you'll you'll hear more about that shortly here but before we do that just get into our standard stuff you know talk about what we've been watching what we've been buying what's been going on with our families Where do you want to start? Family stuff? Yeah.
1: What do you got going on?
0: Well, I think our we should probably talk communally about our our most recent family endeavor, which was trick or treating with the kids, right? It was. Yeah. yeah. So we, me and my wife and my two kids, Jamie, uh, his wife, who's my sister, and their two kids, we all met up at my parents' house uh, outside. We had a little fire and we went trick or treating and.
1: Yeah. So where I live in Youngstown. Uh, I live in the city district, so they were not doing... Um, all Halloween trick-or-treating was canceled. They were doing, like, a, we have a Cavelli Center downtown is what it's called. It's just, like, our concert venue, uh, hockey arena for our local hockey whatever the hell team. Um, Phantoms. Yeah, the Phantoms, yep. Uh, whatever they are, Triple A or whatever. But anyways, in the parking lot, they were doing a trunk-or-treat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were like, N- we're not doing fucking trunk-or-treating. We're going to
0: to canfield trick-or-treat yeah
1: and this is the part of town where so where john lives and where his parents live where we went trick-or-treating is like if you watch stranger things season two and they <laughs> yeah. talk about where to go to get the full-size candy bars this <laughs> is where you go to get the full-size uh fucking candy bars
0: yeah so it was fun uh, my kids were uh my oldest was a unicorn my youngest was a witch and jamie what were your kids
1: uh, my my youngest one, my two year old, was a pumpkin, and my seven year old was a wolf man. And what the wife and I did was so like she was the pumpkin with the little one, and I was a wolf man uh, slash werewolf, whatever you want to say, with the older one.
0: Yeah, and I dressed up as, as um, a vampire because my smallest daughter really required that, and then my wife dressed up God for damn your for... wife. She went all in, dude. It was hilarious. So for those that watch The Office, um, uh, Michael Scott dresses, or he comes in as Michael Klump on that one day where he's like really obese Michael Scott. So we took a, it's funny, we took a... (laughs) And he has a, a very prominent goatee on that episode, so we took a wine cork that you burn the bottom of to char a little bit. Oh, is that what you did? You did that that's trick? How, yes. that's how we made her goatee, <laughs> and she put one of my seats on, we put a, a pillow in her stomach, and she looked hilarious. It was really good. It really was. She was saying that she got some dirty looks from passersby. Well, because she was walking around, and she's socially awkward to begin with, but <laughs> yeah. she wouldn't say shit to like the family, so she no, would be no, walking no. behind us and be like... Is that your fat... Hey, who's that creepy fat uncle that you have with you? (laughs) But we had a lot of fun. It was a good time. My my two-year-old,
1: so he asked her what she was. Yeah. And she said, I'm just a fat guy. So the whole time he was like, you're just a big fat guy. (laughs) Saying it is like very direct, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But yeah, we we had a ton of fun and we all dressed up. We uh, had a bunch of beers. We... Got a bunch of candy. We ate a bunch of pizza. It was fun. So oh, it was a great time. We had a fire. But what you just great.
1: described was any typical, like, Friday night when we all get together. Like, had a bunch of beers, drank it. Uh, ate a bunch
0: of candy, ate some pizza. Like Walked, this typically... around, the, walked around the neighborhood in costume. <laughs> yeah, that's us. Yeah. What have you been watching, buddy? Oh,
1: so, dude, I've been watching some good ones. So, um, all right. So, first of all. I owe you directly an apology. <laughs> for what? Because on this show, multiple times, and in just in life in general, I have given you so much shit for liking the movie, The Village. Right? Okay. I've given you a lot of shit about this movie. You know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm smirking right yeah. now, you
0: fuck. <laughs>
1: what do you have to say? <laughs> because every time that I like talk shit on you about it, you're always like, I mean, it is what it is. I, I like the movie. I don't know what to tell you. So I had seen the movie, but I had never seen it like from beginning to end. Okay? So I saw
0: Jamie just pulled a card out from his back pocket like he's doing a speech.
1: I had seen a little bit of it. This is his apology. And uh I had known the end. So I was like, no, the end this is stupid. Fuck this. So I watched it from beginning to end. Love it. I I loved it. It's a great movie. It's it's just it's it's it was a good beautifully movie. shot. It's pretty... It, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. do actually really like the time frame yep. that it supposedly was. Yep. Um, because I, they nail it. I, yeah. yeah, they nail it. I love the intrigue going on the whole time. The cast. Are you fucking kidding me with this cast? Yeah. No, fucking it's good. Joaquin Phoenix, Sigourney Weaver, like the fucking dude from uh, whatever. Everything that Leonardo DiCaprio movie, Kings of uh, New York gangs of new york the, king, gangs, kings the kings of leon yeah king yeah exactly um but dude fucking Good. everything about the movie I ended up the what
0: what else have you been watching
1: uh, american werewolf in london i, I, I watched revisited. that the other day too what yeah yeah
0: i didn't it was on uh, hbo i think oh you, so you watch it like on tv
1: yes it, you're right it is streaming on one of those things yeah that i, I watched. think it was on hbo um dude I I again that's another one that we're like I don't know that I ever watched it from beginning to end like I'd seen it you know what I mean like yeah, the that's transformation a good one. scene I've seen a million times so good I I love everything I love that doctor when he goes to the I can't remember the name of the inn the creepy inn where like all the the people yeah it's in the like know are. boar's head or yeah something yeah. of that sort of, yeah like the sheep's ass or something but I love when he goes in there um and I love obviously the banter between the two main dudes the Crockett <laughs> yeah. and then uh, yeah. this is horror in a different. It's a different type of horror, but I I just I like binge watched The Vow on HBO, oh, okay. which is about that like Nexium cult. Yeah. yeah. Also, your wife would fucking love that, because she loves that depressing. Oh, I believe um, it. Yeah. But that was, dude. Again, that's like a real life horror, um, and it's, uh, oof, goddamn.
0: So I've been really in post Halloween depression. So watching basically <sighs> anything that's comforting.
1: How so, how much does it suck?
0: Like it sucks. I it wake up in sucks.
1: the morning. I'm like, oh.
0: And fuck. it always sucks on like election year, particularly like this election year because yeah, well, everything's yeah. so intense. But I uh, do, you, I, I don't think
1: your wife is as much. So the way that you and I are with Halloween, we're like September first. It's like we decorate. My wife was like, "I'm totally cool with that," but November first, we decorate for Christmas. You
0: know, Brittany was really adamant on tearing yeah. tearing down this past weekend. Right, which I'm My totally soul.
1: fine with tearing down.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not.
1: Yeah, oh, no. Listen, I'm not. I'm not good with Halloween ending. But if you're going to tear it down, you must build it back up. With and Christmas, back, and like, I'll be honest. I love Christmas. Um, I do love the. I I love watching all the horror movies. The all the horror movies and shit that comes with Christmas, but I also just love like Christmas. lets you same thing with Halloween. Let you be a kid. Yeah, um, and I love that I can kind of like as much as Halloween ending sucks. Well, what did it? Do? Okay, I can so bring no, it in with Christmas.
0: Halloween was October thirty first. Yeah, November first, which was this past Sunday. What happened?
1: I I don't know. What it are we referring? Snowed to? four inches, dude. It was the f- the next day. I was like, well, we have to watch the thing now. Yeah, I did. I watched yeah. it that night. Yeah, you It was to... like
0: 1130 at night. It snowed I so it. heavy that night. And I yeah. said
1: to my son, because he was like, oh, tomorrow we can go play in the snow. And I was like, well, yeah, it's going to be know. gone. Yeah, it'll be gone. Today
0: was 70. so
1: well, it, it was. But in the morning, we still had snow. So <laughs> yeah. like before, before my wife made him do school, he went out and got to play in the snow. So he loved that.
0: So I watched the thing. I watched uh, Hack-A-Lantern, <laughs> which we were texting about which was on uh, Shudder. So you were Joe not Bob. watching it on Joe Bob, right? I did not. No, I just which saw... Felt like, what the fuck? is the only reason you would ever watch that shitty-ass well, movie. They added it on Shudder, like, two days before Halloween. I was like, oh, what's this new movie? And I, I looked at the cover. I was like, okay, I'm in. And I read the description. I was like, all right, I think I'm still in. And then I watched the first 20 minutes, and I was like, I, I'm not in. I am not fucking in.
1: <laughs> no, you texted me. And you were like, dude, you need to watch the first six minutes of this. And
0: I said... No, I watched the whole goddamn thing. Dude, when he's, when the old, the grandpa, the old man's like hugging the grandson and he's just like, his hands are all over him. It's he's just a, so he's a fucking man. weird.
1: Yeah, he's a handsy guy. And,
0: and I just, you're so just off. Ugh, it's weird. I, I'll so, be honest. I, I hated that movie. Yeah. Wasn't like the, it? The I, hand, I still haven't like seen it at the thing all, that he so.
1: keeps doing with the hand, like the, the gestures that they got.
0: Yeah. Me. I didn't like it. All right. What are you wearing right now, buddy?
1: So I have my, our brand new, uh, the shirt that came with the cavity color spook bag.
0: Yeah. Mischief night. Mischief night. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cavity colors novel. It's like a faux. Yeah. uh, Like a fun thing. yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's a great design. It's the first time I've ever worn it. So it's still fresh as fucking can be. It's super bright.
0: I, uh, for the first time doing this podcast, have something that's not horror related on, um, this is not a podcast about politics, but I did uh, work on a campaign locally here for our state rep, um, and he lost uh, this yeah. this week. Uh, but in in honor of him and his campaign and all the hard work we all did, all right. I have a couple of fun facts before we get into uh, get into our interview here with Jason. Okay. Uh, about the city of Chicago. So Jamie and I both lived in Chicago together. We've talked about that a ton on this podcast. Uh, So we're going to get into the city of Chicago, but there are a handful of places in the city that are supposedly haunted. Do you want to hear about some of them? Let's do it. Okay. First being the Museum of Science and Industry. Supposedly has a very ominous presence about it. They have a lot of artifacts in there that carry some um, mysterious weight to them, which is interesting. Uh, The John Hancock Center on Michigan Avenue, uh, Poltergeist 3, had some scenes there. Uh, there's a supposed uh, mystique to that place as well. Uh, Prairie Avenue down on the south side by Soldier Field um, has a lot of mystery around like a little residential area that exists there. Uh, the famous Marshall Fields, his son died down in that area. So there's been a lot of uh, commentary about seeing some ghosts in that space. Marina City. So if you're downtown and you're looking across... Uh, the waterways and they're like those honeycomb, like, uh, like they actually look like corn cobs. Those two, I think they might be parking decks or, or buildings, but there've been many strange deaths associated with those, um, areas. So that's another Chicago based place. And the tonic room downtown, uh, used to be a brothel and an Irish mob hangout Huh. Uh, there's like supposedly this like downstairs down in the basement uh bar and uh an area that people it 's still open to this day. people have a lot to say about stuff they 've seen down there. The last two I want to mention are Wrigley field everyone knows about apparently there are a bunch of cold spots and uh ghost sightings in the stands there i didn't realize was huh. a thing until. I started reading about it, and then the last is the Red Lion Pub, on North Lincoln Avenue. But we've been there, haven't we, Jimmy?
1: Have we? I mean, North Lincoln. I feel like we yeah. had to have.
0: So this was built in 1882. It was for, formerly called Dirty Dan's Western Saloon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I wish I went to Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. Well, we we did. We went to it in the. It
1: was called Red what? Red Lion. Sounds very. Red familiar. Lion Pub.
0: Yeah. I remember you distinctly looking this place up and showing me on your phone and you we were like, oh, we got to go to the Red Lion Pub." So, yeah. Hmm. So that, that place uh, supposedly has some roots to it. But... you want to get into it, man? Do you
1: have... Um, so I don't think we touch on this in the interview, but do you have any runners-up? Oh, yeah. Let's hear them.
0: So we don't talk about Child's Play. Uh, we don't talk about Poltergeist 2. Uh, or three, which I had mentioned. Yeah. We don't talk about The Relic. I think those are all some core Chicago-based sure. films. What about you?
1: Uh, my Well, the one runner-up that I had watched recently was Flatliners.
0: Oh, shit, dude.
1: Yeah. Who's also, in that? Our boy Kevin Bacon, who the, we're going to be... Uh, potentially sixth, sixth talking. degree separation, whatever the fuck, from him. Yeah. Um, but dude, that also that movie has a great like Halloween party that we could have used in our like Halloween party episode.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that's a great pick. Yeah. A great pre pick, I guess.
1: For sure. But I'm excited to see what uh what unfolds here and what Jason picks. Yeah, this hope is you a, guys are as well.
0: This is a great interview. We hope you guys enjoy this one. So we're gonna get into it. Welcome to episode 21 of Horror Dads. We are thrilled to be joined today uh, by J- Jason Deichler with a Creepy Company based out of Chicago. He is the inventory and customer support specialist with Creepy Company. Jason, welcome.
1: Welcome to the show, buddy.
0: Thanks for having me. Looking Thanks. forward to being here. Yeah, dude, this is great. We, uh, we're we huge, huge fans of the brand and like I I kind of threw a Hail Mary, <laughs> Hail Mary out there in reaching out to you guys. And you responded instantly, and have been like so thorough and following up, and we just really appreciate your time and appreciate you being on, man.
2: Awesome, man. thanks for asking. I'm happy to, you know, as I said, I'm happy to be here.
0: So, you want to tell us a little bit about Creepy Company? You know, like, so what? The the thread of this entire episode really is, we're going to talk about Chicago based horror films, and um, Jamie and I lived in Chicago before. You're a Chicago native. You guys are a Chicago based company, so you know, talk a little bit about creepy company, you know, where, where you founded within the city? Um, you know, what's the aim of the organization and just talk a little bit about the brand
2: for sure. Yeah. So, uh, creepy co was founded here in Chicago in, um, 2015. Uh, it was a a co-team, Kelly and Sue's. Um, they, they started it out of their, their apartment basically. And, uh, They just made a pin. I think the first pin was a divine pin, you know, divine from you know John Waters films, and then the second pin actually was the Chompers pin, which is now our official trademark logo. And uh, we've been doing uh, creepy whimsy things ever since 2015. Um, I was brought on around middle of 2015 to help pack orders, so I was like a part time sort of just. One or two days a week help, and here I am uh, some five years later as a full-time employee. And I've yeah. done just about every single job at go other than nice. being a designer.
0: Yeah, it's part of the startup culture and, and process. But you guys, I mean, I, I don't know. We, we're we huge fans of everything that you do. I'm.
1: You have one of the
0: rugs? Yeah, I'm standing on it right now. Yeah. I've got the uh, horror uh, sticker rug. Nice, thank um, you. <clears throat> We're, we're just we're big fans of the brand and and you guys kind of like hover around on occasion you'll do direct reference to certain either like characters or film franchises but for the most part you kind of like reference the culture of creepiness or reference the yeah environment which is so interesting and neat and fun
2: yeah we're, we're definitely as we, we do love certain properties and certain things but we kind of just love the overall embracing you know creepiness doesn't have to be necessarily a bad thing but we just love embracing the idea of creepiness and pop culture and that sort of stuff just kind of comes together so it works out really really well
1: what do you guys um what goes what kind of process goes into determining what you're going to do as far as you know different themes um type of product you're going to put out you know the different uh the movie you know the movies you're going to focus on
2: so yeah it's um Well, when we we, we first started out, you know, we did a lot more bootleg stuff and then uh, kind of not really a downside, but one of the with with growth comes more eyes on your company. So doing bootleg things become a little more risky and harder to do when companies start sending you cease and desist and that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So we have to to kind of uh, broker into uh, partnerships and licensing. So that kind of helped dictate some of the stuff we do now is what licenses we have or who we're working with. Yeah. so that's you know that that comes with being bigger so to speak but as far as products and ideas we whenever before this whole covid thing came around when we were hanging out in the office we'd all just you know spitball write things down and we had you know had to kind of a charlie day map on the wall (laughs) a bunch of strings going all around and you know just we just write things down and just think of crazy ideas in the mail
0: room (laughs) exactly
2: (laughs) we just think of crazy things like that and just kind of map it out and see if we can make it possible like you know we we just launched that uh leather face pillow that's been been kicked around for like about a year or so in development so i'm glad to see it finally come into into fruition
0: yeah and that looks amazing uh, so Thank how you. frequently would you guys or i guess pre-covid or now you may do them virtually but like how often do you have those strategy strategy sessions on like hey let's uh figure out our roster or our, our wish
2: wish yeah. list and before, you know, we were always in the office, so it was, you know, it was like a weekly basis. It's still a weekly basis now. We just we do it like one day a week on a a a Zoom call is the it has become the new norm. So yeah, we we just meet up uh you know once or once or twice a week on a zoom call and just kind of collaborate.
0: And what, what part of the city are you guys in?
2: Oh yeah, we're uh we're up north, so we're in uh we started out in, in uh uptown. Now we're a little further north, we're closer to Loyola now. We had to move to a slightly bigger space. Yeah, dude, I, I,
0: I know we talked about this a little on the pre-call, but when my wife and I first moved to Chicago, we, we lived in the Uptown area, um, and are super familiar. Like we're, we were definitely North siders. We, uh, Jamie and I actually, he and my sister and my wife and I all lived in a place up on the Northwest side in Lincoln square. Mm -hmm. And we're, we were definitely team North side, um, (laughs) for, for the time that we were there. And
1: I slept on your couch for a little bit there in Uptown.
0: Yeah, when you first got the, yeah. your first job there. Yeah.
1: I remember it was like I moved I moved there for like my first time ever in a big city. Um and I was sleeping on your couch and then it was like I moved there, we arrived at like one AM. I had like my yeah. backpack of goods. You
0: remember it was snowing bad.
1: So it was bad. snowing like a motherfucker. Okay. And then uh, the next day you were like, All right, so you just hop on that train and then it should take you to like where you and I, I was like a little like a twelve year old kid going on the school it's bus like for I pre, the first time. I, preloaded I, a, a I don't know for where you. to go. Yeah. And John was like, "It'll be all right, buddy.
0: Yeah, you'll get there." And a lot of the films you picked here, Jason. Actually, I I have the L written down like four or five times on my notes, and
2: yeah, it's definitely a character. It is. No, it's it most certainly is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it certainly is. Um, but so it seems like your your group uh, has grown significantly. You know, I was just doing a little bit of research on, um the longevity of your group and the size of your company. And it seems like you guys have on your, your page, like a lot of employees. Um, So you you talked a little bit about some week weekly or biweekly meetings, but like how collaborative is your design process? Like if you're watching, uh, you know, the scream TV series at three o'clock in the morning and you do you text a designer and say like, "Hey, it'd be awesome if uh, we had a floating head in a hot tub"? Or
2: like, so, <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. So, um, uh, being uh, uh, you know, everything's on the internet now, so to speak. Uh, we have we have we have an employee in Vietnam uh, who lives in Vietnam. We have an uh an employee in Australia. Uh, we have we have employees in California. So we're kind of spread all over the place. So, uh, if you hop into our like our company chat thing. There will almost always be somebody online you can talk to, depending on the hour of the night or the morning.
0: Amazing, yeah, it's and pretty insane. Most of the remote folks are they? Do they help with like the customer service and of stuff or? Um,
2: no. I, I am uh, mostly. Uh, I'm also a DJ, so I have very odd hours. So I think that's how I kind of got uh, moved into the customer support area. <laughs> so uh, if you if you email us at three in the morning, there's a good chance I'm awake doing something. <laughs> non-related to what I'm supposed to be doing and I'll answer your email. And if email at 6 in the morning there's a good chance I'm still awake or just going to sleep and I'll answer your email. So uh, the customer service is fairly, almost 24 hours, but uh, it's it's mostly just me. We actually just brought on someone else to be my assistant. So uh,
0: That's amazing. And for for those that have not purchased from Creepy Co., obviously we're going to have Jason plug where you can buy stuff. But let me speak from the perspective of a nerdy fan that just enjoyed the brand uh, like you responding to me as quickly as you did and then in an ongoing way when I'd follow up like I <laughs> I would get responses in a timeline in a fashion that was top-notch and I wasn't even buying anything or referencing right anything that I bought and and awesome and you guys were supportive of our request to just talk to you about all things creepy and all things horror, which is just really cool. So just wanted to call that to light.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Cheers to that. What uh,
0: other horror brands do you
1: personally follow? Uh, do you yeah. have, you know, do you collect merch as well? Is there stuff that you're interested in um, as a collector, as a horror fan?
2: Yeah, I've been, uh, I remember when uh, Fright Rags was just a little ad in the back of uh, Fangoria <laughs> before it was a, a giant thing that it is now it's crazy so I've been to see how
1: things have grown huh
2: yeah yeah so i actually still have some like original fright rag shirts holy shit like from from like when you know they were just a, a small ad in the back of rue or the back of Fangoria. so yeah i've been following fright rags for a while um and then also uh rucking fotton i'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. yeah yep yeah his stuff's really really cool he kind of like pioneered that uh asian yeah, the, like knockoff art thing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Now everyone's kind of doing it, but he he kind of did it first. Um, Studio house. does some really cool stuff. Uh, Rough cut fan club, who I think just, I think they just moved to Chicago. Um, they also do like a bunch of bootleg. Uh, um, Just like they do a lot of really cool art house and like B level horror film stuff, which is really, really great. But yeah, I follow a ton of things on like Instagram or just in general. I'm always, I'm always out looking for cool, cool new things.
1: Yeah, as are John and I. It, it's crazy to see, we already kind of mentioned it, but the the way things have taken off, you know, since the, which I can't believe you guys have only been around since 2015.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, pretty, the, like, the growth's been pretty crazy. It,
1: yeah, I mean, that's insane. And then the scope you're referring to, like Vietnam and California, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. That's great. Because yeah. it's like, um, John and I follow uh, Cavity Colors, for instance, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it, just in the time that we've been following him since, I don't even know, what, 2013, maybe? 2012? Yeah. You know, he's, like, had, it's like, his third or fourth different office space now, and it's, like... Yeah. The, the rate that growth has been occurring for the different companies um, that we all follow and obviously all love is fucking insane.
2: Yeah, I think as a horror fan and just, you know, just genre fan in general, like, you know, it hasn't always been... Like, you'd see a one or two t-shirts here and there, but those never, like, you know... Like, we made a, a freaking uh, leather face pillow. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, right. that's something that, that never existed before until recently, so... And there's like, a there's, demand there's, for it, you know? Yeah, there's a demand so for cool. it, and uh, people are kind of stepping up to supply that demand.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of those things where um, the demand's always kind of been there, but people didn't even know that they wanted the leather face pillow until they saw it. You know, it just kind yeah. of took somebody making that, like... I wonder if somebody somebody would use this Freddy uh, Krueger toothbrush mm-hmm. <laughs> or comb.
0: Yes, I would. Do you remember yeah. those uh, <clears throat> wrestling figure pillows?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, wrestling. But it had like and...
0: arms and legs. Right. I, I had a uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and I also had like a um, a Leonardo. Uh... The Ninja Turtle. Ninja Turtle. Yeah. 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 I remember those so distinctly. Yeah,
2: I actually. Uh, we were, when we were doing our marketing meeting for uh the leatherface pillow i actually pitched doing one of those uh you ever see the wrestling buddy commercials it's like it's like a house shaking it's like a frantic <laughs> yeah, dad like runs in yeah. i actually pitched doing one of those but for leatherface but it it kind of got a, like it's sort of but then you know had, we had to go through the licensee company and all that sort of stuff yeah. and i would have gotten shot down in the end but i was i was all about doing that
0: that would have been fun so who yeah. run like um the licensing aspect of things Yes. Is, is there like a representative with each organization? Is, is it basically just a lawyer that you go through and you say, Hey, yeah, this it's is our all, intent.
2: It's all lawyers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was listening to an interview with uh fright rags actually on shockwaves. And he, Ben was kind of talking about how, you know, his whole time now is kind of devoted to the licensing and all the yeah. different hoops that you have to jump through. And, um, the stuff that it doesn't even necessarily have to do with the film studio or the movie itself like, uh, uh, the towers in die hard. He was saying, how, yeah, like, I know that one. you cannot get licensing for that tower because you have to get it from the people that own the towers, not teaming oh, towers right. or whatever they're called. Um, yeah. and, me. so it's shit like that. That's just like stuff you don't even think of as the average consumer that so much goes into it. That it's, it's just, you know, it's mind blowing.
2: Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, um, I can't think of like a, anything in particular like a certain example but like let's say like you get like a hammer licensing deal for like hammer films so you do like a you know a dracula t but then to use like christopher lee's image as a separate license all together right. so it's oh, like oh man. i have this hammer property but i can't use the star of the movie because i have to get a separate license for that so it gets into a crazy legal loophole and it's uh that's a lawyer's are for, right yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah. i imagine there's because there's so many companies uh you know even some that we've talked to that like don't go the licensing route yet, I guess because they don't have to. So I imagine that it's one of those things where is your company coming up? And I could be wrong, but I imagine it's one of those where you just kind of let it go until you can't anymore. So you get to see. And, and you, yeah, and then you're yeah. like, Oh my God, it's done now. Now we have to like, we have to fuck with licensing now.
2: Yeah. Like uh, whenever we do like a uh, short run, quick strike things, uh, those are usually things where we're like, well, let's just do this for like a short run of 300 <laughs> see and see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. Oh, crazy yeah that's that's usually why people do those 24 hours like this shirt's only for sale for 24 <laughs> right, hours cause yeah. they, they don't have that's that's usually the thing
1: yeah yeah that makes sense because I, yeah I, I remember ben actually talking about how um one of his first like one of the shirts that kind of uh catapulted him into you know where he is now was his mm-hmm. i love new york shirt with uh Freddie that's, or yeah i'm sorry jason Voorhees jason and uh yeah Jamie just me what the hell poor dad um we have a horror yeah. podcast and he did the standard <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> it's like my wife talking about it. Um, yeah, that guy
0: that runs around with the yeah, uh the, the chainsaw. The guy, What's his yeah. name, Mike. Just yeah. the guy the with the
1: nice Um but yeah, and then he was saying he got hit, you know, after that, so
2: Yeah. And then if you do if you do get hit with it, they can pull your license and all it's you know, it's Right. Yeah. Once again, lawyers. Lawyers.
1: <laughs> God damn, I love New York, Michael Myers shirt, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah Haddonfield New York
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so can we talk a little bit about like production and well let me ask this first go ahead where does production occur do you guys do the actual production do you outsource that like what what do you do physically within your shop versus what's facilitated sure. elsewhere
2: um so like, all the all the design work and all the art and graphics and all that stuff that's all done through us um and then we usually outsource it to uh we have bunch of different garment printers here in the in the states and outside the states that work for us like the button-up shirts are all done by, by a pattern printer so yeah we don't we don't do too much of the actual manufacturing um if it's like uh like we just did the halloween treat bag or um any sort of like novelty hand-packed item it's probably been packed by me uh, so uh yeah, yeah.
0: that's awesome what? How? How have things been in response to COVID?
2: Um... Yeah, that's was definitely a hurdle since you know, uh, some some of our stuff is made overseas, so like they shut down before we shut down. So it was like, oh, we can't get anything made until they reopen. And then when they those those factories reopened, it was like, oh, cool, they're open in February. Now we're closed. So that's been kind of a a, a thing to kind of get through. And then just the the whole shipping thing, since everyone's ordering online now, no one's going out to stores. Yeah, shipping shipping's just been kind of a not a nightmare, but just been all over the place. So that's been a kind of hectic. Yeah. And then the other weird thing that we weren't weren't expecting, I don't think anyone's really expecting, there was a black t shirt shortage, which uh, if you're in the horror community, <laughs> that's a that's very a devastating big obstacle
0: <laughs> shortage. have, that's like no toilet paper in the horror community.
2: <laughs> yeah. So there there was a black there was a black t shirt uh, blank shortage for a while but i think that's been solved now
0: what about just general do you want to walk through like i know right now physicality of being in an office space is not totally you know common uh in life uh but like when you are in the office when things are on you know firing on all cylinders what's it like in there do you guys have like posters on every, every square inch of the walls do you have yeah movies playing in the background like what's the office environment like
2: so, yeah, if you're ever uh, over in the Loyola area, you can probably find our office because there's a giant neon chompers in the window. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm normally the first person to get to the office since I am on customer service. I usually try to get there early and then you know sign online pretty early to, to make sure I don't miss any of the overseas, international orders and that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I usually walk in, obviously turn on the lights and all that fun stuff, and then uh, sit down. I actually sit at the... the like a weird kitchen sort of desk. Cause I, I drink a lot of coffee cause I love coffee. And then I pop on shutter and watch, watch and watch a movie. And that kind of just runs for the, through the rest of the day in the office.
0: What's your favorite I, coffee shop in Chicago?
2: Oh, I'm a, I'm a huge dark matter fan. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll go to bat for dark matter.
0: What's your favorite brewery in Chicago? I'm just going to keep firing these at you.
2: <laughs> oh, as, as, as I'm talking right now, I'm holding an original Reaper stout by half acre my favorite mean, John and I
1: were, were looking at each other like there's only one answer, one right answer here.
0: And that is
1: and
2: the
0: that answer. And that was it. Right on. When we lived in uh, Lincoln Square, that was when Half Acre had, like, they only had their shop uh, in Lincoln Square across from where I think, what is it? Uh, the pizza C- shop. Custom bad Apple? Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. We've probably been at the Bad Apple at the same time. I think I've had, without exaggerating, 45 hamburgers from that place. <laughs>
2: fall asleep every time we went when uh, i do ride my bike up to the office um i usually i still do it now uh you you can you can phone ahead to the the lincoln avenue half acre and you can pick up your beers on the way home so you you can get a fresh from the cooler yeah
1: john john's wife had to pick us up one one right (laughs) by uh jerry's diner there on the corner and she was like
0: what the hell are you guys doing (laughs) you were walking you were jamie was actually walking with a with a tulip glass filled with beer. I remember down the street. And she wow, made stopped. it out the
2: doors. Yeah,
0: And she said, uh, she was like, what the fuck are you
1: guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> she was just driving home from work totally unaware. that. <laughs> oh, God. Well,
2: well I've, I've definitely been a, a drunken zombie at the Lincoln Square Oktoberfest myself. So mm-hmm. I can oh, vouch for dude. that. Love. Just love
1: that Good area. Yep. Do you guys do conventions a lot? Are there certain ones you guys hit? Are there ones you hit yeah. every year? Or?
2: Back when uh, you know conventions were a thing, uh, we we always do C two E two here in Chicago. That's always like a definite one that we always do. Um, and then outside of the Chicago, uh, we've done San Diego, Diego Comic Con a couple times, um, Designer Con. Uh, we were supposed to do, uh, one of the like monster palooza one of those ones, but COVID kind of nicks that whole plan. Oh yeah. And then we also do uh flashback weekend here in Chicago. We almost always been at that one too, which is, which is always great to do. That's just fun to see like flashback.
0: Yeah, more Chicago people,
2: and great guests
0: head out that way. I, I, I know pre-call we talked about our annual Mecca to riot fest in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, And we're going to have to loop in some of these as part of our annual pilgrimage, Jamie, I think.
1: Yeah. And there's always a couple cool companies out at uh, Riot Fest as well. Yeah. London 1888 is always there. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always like
1: our horror haven that we hit. We're always like, like we love the environment, but there's always like, where's the horror stuff? There's always like (laughs) London 1888 there.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely London's, uh, that's their their jam for sure, they're definitely that. Yeah, Riot, Riot Fest is, I used to live um, like two blocks, from, back when it used to be in Humboldt Park, I lived like two blocks away. And that year that Slayer played, I was like, I literally have Slayer playing in my living room, it's how loud it is. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, was it amazing or was it like... Shut it off
2: by that I point was, time, I was, Sunday I was night really at nine PM. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure off. the rest of the neighbors were not into it, but I was very much into yeah. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ryfest is great, man. We loved Humble yeah. Park. We're gonna talk about some very localized Chicago based films, but being based in the city, you know, are there local you know, you talked about coffee shops, we've talked about breweries. Are there local yeah. like Theaters or is there are is there anything community based that you guys are like really embedded in or that you Have a presence in or
2: like, yeah, what's,
0: what's that look like for you?
2: Um So, uh, I'm a I'm a big movie. Obviously, we're all big movie fans Um, so yeah music the music box here in Chicago is kind of our oh, yeah. our goat go-to theater So we, we've partnered with them for a bunch of events as creepy co Like we just did the uh, music music box of horrors, which is usually a 24-hour film festival but this this year, because of COVID, they uh, opened up a drive th- a drive in and they uh, did 31 days of Halloween. So they had like you know single features and double features for all 31 days of Halloween of October. So we we partnered up with that, which was was a lot of fun to to, to do that. But yeah, just Music Box for sure is someone we love working with and doing things and just seeing movies there in general.
1: That's one thing I wish we took more advantage of, John. Yeah, is we were the there. local theaters. Yeah. yeah, it's like we just didn't really. We never really dabbled, in where we live now in Youngstown, Ohio, mm-hmm. great little city, but they have nothing like that. We they have a drive-in have... that... Yeah, I mean, we have a, a great drive-in that's been playing amazing horror movies, like, all summer.
0: But that's only because of COVID, honestly. Yeah. But uh, we don't Other, have Otherwise, any... it's like, oh, Chris Hemsworth's new movie's on again. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they always
1: kind of dabbled, yeah. you know, around Halloween time, but, yeah, their selection's been great this year, but, like, we don't have any localized little theaters that... Do cool screenings and you know music box like you referenced i've every like every year i would see that they had something i wanted to go to and we just never did it so
2: yeah yeah it's 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 like we, we, there's also the logan theater here which is they do some pretty cool stuff too but the, the music box is like you know they'll, they'll put up like hey we have a 70 millimeter mil, uh, excuse me we have a 70 millimeter print of the thing like there's only one in existence. Like it's playing this weekend. Come check it out. Like that, they do things like that all the time. So like, it's really great to have that like at your disposal.
0: I would run a thousand miles in the nude to get to a seventy millimeter <laughs> screening of the, the thing. And
1: was that it was, you that was telling us about the Flatliners screening you went to?
2: Yeah, they did yeah. A, a screening of Flatliners in thirty-five millimeter, and uh, one of the two of the extras who have like bit parts in it still live in Chicago, and they just randomly came and like spoke afterwards.
1: I love that. Yeah, shit yeah. like that is so cool that we've never gotten new experience. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think my weirdest, most fun, other than the Werner Herzog at the Music Box, that was pretty awesome. Uh, um, they did a Christopher Guest. Like he, they showed one of his movies and he talked afterwards. And then I like looked over to my left and I was like, that person looks really, really familiar. And I was like, holy <laughs> crap, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> oh my god. Which, which uh, Christopher Guest movie was it? Uh, they showed, um, Guffman.
0: Uh but
2: Do, do but yeah, you guys have any, are <just> hanging out.
0: <laughs> any venues or shops that, like, you have physical merchandise in, or do you guys do everything online?
2: Um, we do, do we do have wholesalers that we sell in actual shops? Um, we don't really have, like, a dedicated, like, hey, this is, you can go to these stores and find them. Um, If you ask me, on, if you email me on customer service thing, I can probably tell you if there's some stores in your area. But, yeah, we do what we are in stores. I know we definitely have three or four retailers in the Ohio area that uh, sell our stuff. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Yeah. And then I I know we do do some stuff with – we were in some borders. Like they they bought like exclusive colorways of some pins and T-shirts and stuff. And then we're also in FYE. They, do, they have some of our t-shirts in weird exclusive colorways. And Spencer's also has exclusive yeah. versions of some of our stuff. So we we're are just talking about Spencer's stuff. the other
0: day. I totally forgot about the fact that there's a place where you can go get a ridiculous um, like birthday card for your cousin. Yeah. A lava lamp, a black t-shirt with a horror icon on it, and like an NSYNC poster all in the same location. Like. Yeah, exactly. That was. A and place. they also
2: own Spirit. They also own Spirit Halloween.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Do don't really? you guys actually have those? Um, aren't those shirts? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure they have like a theme name, but the ones with like uh, it's almost like cartoon characters. The ones with, uh, I think you guys did them with Stephen Rhodes.
2: Yeah, yeah, the Stephen Rhodes shirts. Yeah, so they, uh, Spencer's and Fye have their own colorway versions of those shirts in their stores, oh, like the shirts. like the Easy Bake Coven shirt.
1: Yeah, exactly which, those. Yeah. Yeah, that Easy
2: that shirt. Bay. Like they have. I think. <laughs> We we sell um like a pink version on our website and I believe Spencer's has a purple version or they did at one time. Yeah, because so, yeah. I
1: see those shirts at uh, Spirit every year.
2: Yeah, that's probably our most uh the Spirit's legit, but that's probably our most one of our most bootleg designs.
1: Oh,
0: gotcha. Yeah. How does that relationship work? Like do they come to you? Do you go to them?
2: Uh as far as the, yeah, they they come to us and uh usually approach us about uh you know carrying our merchandise and it's you know it gets pat there's actually i think Suze who's our our, our you know our main person in charge kind of handles most of those bigger things
0: cool so they they come to you and they say look we we love this we think it'll sell this is yeah what we want to do and you say yay or nay hmm,
2: cool pretty much
0: so for the upcoming holidays anything <laughs> fun exciting crazy happening
2: yeah they're uh we always do a Black Friday sale kind of thing. So uh, definitely watch out for that. Um, as of today, what, what is today? Uh, the 5th of November, we just launched our Goosebumps collection. Um, yeah, there's dude, some other... Yeah, by
0: the way, that looks amazing.
2: Thank you very much. Yeah, it's very 90s nostalgia. Um, very it Came out really, really well. I'm really, really happy how that stuff turned out. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely some a few more new things uh, down the pipeline that I can't uh, fully undisclose. But yeah, definitely watch out for us. Uh, I was gonna ask, good, do you guys find cool yourself
1: stuff. Uh, trending towards any new like product lines or types, or like I know candles were a big like thing for a while for a lot of people.
2: Yeah, uh, we loved doing. We actually had really great candles, but uh, our the, the person who was manufacturing candles they they went out of business. So uh, we haven't yet. We've yet to find uh, a great candle maker who was able to replicate what we were doing before.
1: You know what sucks about the candles, though? Is I feel like. People are always kind of um, shocked, like they have sticker shock with the price of a candle.
2: Yeah, candles are that's the that's the other thing too. Yeah, candles are extremely expensive to make and manufacture, and they're also really heavy to ship. So people kind of forget about that kind of stuff. Right? Because I noticed.
1: I'm sorry to cut you off, but like I was saying, like I noticed a lot of people a couple years ago candles, like everybody was doing candles, and now very very few people are doing candles. Yeah, and I think like they I know, just kind I know, of realized like, oh,
2: like I know cavity colors was, was was going pretty hard on like they were they're pouring, they pouring their own wax and everything. It's just a, it's just daunting to kind of do that. So, hats off to them. But yeah, yeah I we're think looking. That we're,
1: I feel like they decided, okay, this is the cheaper route. Let's do it ourselves. And then they were like, okay, well this sucks. So let's just not do this.
2: So yeah, yeah we, we're definitely hope hopefully we'll get back in the candle game again. But we'll we'll just wait and see. We've got to find a new a new. Uh, manufacturer we're happy with well we got you got two buyers
0: waiting right here
2: right on right on
0: i mean if if i'm going to spend 25 or 30 bucks on a yankee candle i'll spend 40 on one that has a a a photo of a a, a, one of my favorite horror icons. an awesome design or something yeah it's like
1: and then like cavity colors used to do these descriptions of the scent was like (laughs) Imagine crunching the leaves beneath your feet, <laughs> yeah. while a witchy wind
2: blows on your nose, and you're like,
1: "God damn it, I'll buy it right now!"
2: Yeah, they're very JP Peterman. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's hilarious. What about
0: just plugging your stuff, man? Yeah, like where yeah. where where, so, where can we find Creepy Company?
2: You How can people you can, get your stuff. Yeah, we're uh, we're Creepy Company on the socials. So uh, you know, Instagram backslash Creepy Company, blah blah, you know. Twitter, all that sort of stuff, or just go to creepycompany.com. You can find all of our wares and a picture of me, and you can download that and put on your dartboard, whatever you want to do. Shoot me an email.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Do we want to hop into some films here?
2: I would would love to hop into some films. I'm ready if you are. All right, so what's our focus here, Jamie? Uh,
1: Chicago. Films that take place in Chicago, yeah?
0: Yeah, Chicago-based horror. I had a list in my head that you were gonna pick before you picked the list that you picked. Was so, it the okay. list? No, it was not, and I'm really glad that you picked the list that you did because two of these films I was not all that familiar with. So Awesome. Like so, I knew f- of them, but I just wasn't familiar to the point where we you know, it was, wouldn't be one that I would pick. So Do you um, wanna tell us what you thought he was gonna pick? Um And no. why you thought this? Well, no, we'll probably hit that in the intro, I guess. <laughs> okay, but. all right. Fair enough. But, uh, all right. So, our first one, let's go to 1992. Yeah, no, I love
1: these picks, by the way, Jason.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: These these are goodies.
2: It was hard narrowing it down to to three.
1: Yeah, I I bet.
0: Yeah, it's always like, tell me the three kids you like best of the 10 you have. And everyone's (laughs) like, great. That's fucking, thank you for that task. Um, but so the first one, 1992, Candyman, written by Clive Barker, directed by. Bernard Rose. Have you ever heard of Candyman? And if you look in the mirror,
1: you say his name five times.
2: In cities everywhere, Candyman? they whisper his name. Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman? Candyman. Yeah. It's... Definitely, uh, I'm, I'm going to call it a Chicago classic. It's, yeah. it's got yeah. everything you'd think about 90s Chicago happening in it.
0: Of the ones that you provided, this was one of the ones I would have picked if it were me being mm-hmm. tas- tasked with this. But uh, this is starring Virginia Madsen, uh, Xander Berkeley, Tony Todd is such a presence. That yeah, it's just, just he's great. Phenomenal. Yeah, and anything. Yep. He truly is. Um, Alright, I'm going to give a brief synopsis and then Jason and I really want to hear your thoughts on this film in general from high level and granular, however you want to talk about it. But Okay. Uh, the general synopsis per IMDb is that the Candyman, who's a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, he's uh, accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic graduate student uh, who's researching... The myth of the monster. So, uh, when did you first see this man? Uh,
2: I definitely saw it. I didn't. I don't think I saw it in the theater, but I definitely saw it on video, probably shortly after it was released. You know, a blockbuster rental or whatever. Um, yeah, I I immediately fell in love with it when I first saw it. It was just you know, a a it's Chicago, b it's just a really well made film altogether, and it's generally scary so it, it works for me on all the levels
0: yeah how if you don't mind me asking how how old are you
2: I'm 42
0: you're 42? You like 42 you look like you're 32 man
2: I'll take it I'll take yeah. it
0: yeah so you That's were it. um yeah so you were like theater age when this came out
2: yeah like, probably, probably probably just slightly too young but yeah yeah, yeah. right around there but um yeah theater like, you age, know, I was growing, like what growing... does that
0: mean that means he's old enough to yeah. be in
2: theater it was, it was it was 92 so i could have bought a ticket for some other pg movie and snuck into this <laughs> beauty and the beast also yeah. 92 that's also 92 <laughs> but yeah i mean it's got you know growing up in chicago you, you know you always heard about cabrini green so you know the 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 locations are real it's just a very genuine chicago movie
1: yeah, it really is. And what's funny is when, uh, so I, when we moved to Chicago, I um, was working right next door to Cabrini Green. And mm-hmm. my first day, like John took me to work my first day, and um, he was like, giving me the goddamn history of Cabrini Green. And I was like, dude, I, I don't even know what this is. And he was like, you know, Candyman. And I was like, well, yeah, I know Candyman. And he was like, well, the whole movie takes place essentially at this Cabrini Green, which is this place that you work next to now that's like rundown projects. And I was like, goddamn. Well, by that time, yeah. Shot on
0: location. Had been mostly decimated. Yeah, it's all... Condos, yeah. And by this point, like...
1: Well, still, part of it was still standing when I was working there, yeah.
0: I think the area is the West Loop.
1: West Loop, that's
0: exactly
2: it. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a good name for it now. Yeah. Now it's a target. (laughs)
1: Yeah. River North, like, part of that is considered River North. But the way you get
0: into the target is, like, there's a bathroom and you crawl through the mirror, (laughs) uh... That's the I, the mirror vanity.
2: I actually can tell you from experience, if you go into the mirror aisle and say Candyman into the mirrors there, they don't think it's very funny. Uh,
0: they, do, they they don't find it humorous. <laughs> no. Sir, stop it. 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 Sir, stop. Well, you know, so I've I found out um, in doing some research for this episode that the that aspect of the movie, well, not the being in the mirror and, and saying Candyman, yeah. Candyman, but the aspect of the entryway to like the lair of of Candyman being behind mm. the the mirror vanity uh, in the apartment, yes, um, that was conjured up because locally in Chicago there was a murder that occurred where someone was I guess sleeping in their apartment and someone came in through that very same means. Oh, really? Like a, like a, yeah. Oh, yeah like shit.
2: A crawl space yeah. murder kind of thing. Damn. It was like, Oh, wow.
0: they, I don't know if they were like a construction worker or whatever was going on, but they could tell like, okay, the neighboring unit, I could access it by removing this panel. Wow. Yeah. So that was like a real inspiration that occurred, which is terrifying.
2: Wow. I did. I, I, I don't think I knew that part. That's crazy. And
1: to be honest, it's terrifying. It's terrifying enough when you say that any part of Candyman was based on some sort of reality like that's scary enough because that yeah. movie is you, you're right man that movie is legit fucking like scary yeah like and the, it came out the... at a time when like you know movies were like not not silly but like there was always a you know a fun comedic aspect involved oh, there's in nothing, the, yeah, no, there is nothing cheery yeah. and like lighthearted in this
0: yeah And I truly feel like this movie is about Segregation and division and oh for sure socioeconomics and classism and I I feel like the tones of that are so prominent throughout this entire film and I feel like it it hits hard and it's relevant and it's done well um, yeah
2: I'm eagerly awaiting that uh the re not, I don't want to call it a reboot or reimagining or whatever it is the Jordan Peele thing I can't wait kinda, man yeah I'm so excited for that
0: it's funny because I have a note written here. Uh, that I feel the photography of this is very similar to the People Under the Stairs. Mm-hmm. And oddly enough, so Wes Craven did People Under the Stairs, the original. Yes. Uh, but Jordan Peele has gotten the obvious nod for the reboot on Candyman, which is about ready to be released, but he just got uh, the nod for People, uh, on the People Under the Stairs. So...
1: Yeah, I just I just read that the other yeah. day. It's amazing, yeah.
0: and, and I'm I, super I excited for that.
2: I can't think of the gal who's directing Candy Candyman, but uh, I'm looking forward to her, what she does with it.
0: Yeah. So, what is his? Uh, do you know? Is he is Jordan Peele just involved in like the from yeah? The production it's side? it's is he a producer Monkey Paw
2: or? Productions, so it's it's his production company, I think he wrote. A pass on the script or wrote the script i could be totally wrong i've been i i'm one of those people who tries to avoid watching trailers
0: i do so too I just, yeah I,
2: I go on blind so i haven't i don't know a ton of it but uh yeah so i'll just stick with that i know he i know it's his production company and uh he he was on set a lot of it but i don't know exactly his 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 uh his input for it
0: uh nia da costa is the director there you go awesome so she's she's American. Um she's a director screenwriter. She wrote and directed Crime Through a Film Little Woods, uh winning the Nora Ephron Prize at the Tribeca Film Festival.
2: Very cool. Yeah, she's thir- is- she's
0: 30 years old. She's 2. That's years amazing. Than, yeah.
2: Good 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 on her.
0: Um she's from Brooklyn too.
1: This one cool. that was uh the remake was one of those movies that like we just got kind of fucked with with the COVID.
0: Yeah. 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 Halloween kills
1: we were all looking so like I know everybody in the community was so looking forward to this this movie in particular like everyone was you know looking forward to Halloween kills but Candyman hits like you were saying it hits such like resonant tones with people that um, I think it's just so memorable and people couldn't wait to see how it was going to be especially this
0: time and you know Jordan Peele's involvement his name connected to it his name connected to it and the impact he made with films
2: like Get Out like just yep and it's like the opposite
1: of Eli Roth now (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah. And then also, yeah, you have Tony Todd coming back, uh, reprising a role or something. He's—I know he's in it, but I don't know what he's doing in it.
0: All you need is—is is his name. Yeah, my my dad is like not not into uh, horror, and he sends me articles from the New York Times. Me and Jamie from time to time because he knows we do this, mm-hmm. and he just recently sent us something about Tony Todd. He's like, you know about this guy. And that's that's like asking, like, you ever heard of Bigfoot? Like, have you ever you ever heard of the Tooth Fairy? And it's like, no, this guy is a staple in this entire genre. Yeah, this guy's the man. Tony Todd is it's, so amazing.
2: Like, I, I know him from definitely from, you know, Candyman. He's on Holliston. He's on, you know, he's been in a ton of movies that I know, like post Candyman. But like now I'm watching older movies. And I'm like, oh, hey, that's Tony Todd. Like, I didn't yeah, realize yeah. he was in this movie. Yep.
1: <laughs> I always think of him now, like recently from Hatchet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mr. Mr. Zombie? Is that his character's name? Something? <laughs> yeah. Reverend Zombie? Yeah, something yeah of I think sort, it's re- yeah. re- Reverend Zombie. Yeah. Uh, like, I um... think the only person who's not coming back for the Candyman reboot is, uh, I don't think John Glass is making a return <laughs> for the score. Yeah. Although the score is amazing, but he I, he always feels like he was duped into making it.
0: <laughs> I've been misled. <laughs> <laughs> so I was reading that Eddie Murphy was actually supposed to be the Tony Todd character. Uh, but they couldn't afford him. I'm glad I, they couldn't afford him. I don't
2: even
1: him. know what to say. I, I know. It's <laughs> well,
0: insane. I feel like the idea of Eddie Murphy being that character is like a bobblehead version of Tony Todd. You know what I mean? It's like. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I, I love Eddie Murphy. I'm just Murphy. picturing the donkey from Shrek. Dude. I, yeah, just talking was... to these. You know what I just watched recently with uh, my oldest was Haunted Mansion.
1: Dude, we watched this as well. Over that the... movie is
0: so good. And he is hilarious in that movie. I love him. I went, it's, it's I went pretty to good.
2: the actual haunted mansion for my first time last year. What did you think? It was pretty cool. It was Were awesome. Going the
1: elevator and everything.
2: Uh, no, that that uh, no, it did like the whatever the cart thing. You like getting the little wheelie cart and goes around the whole haunted house. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the elevator drop thing is no longer there. I think it's only in Florida.
1: No, not that one. But at the beginning of the haunted mansion, like you go in, like it—it it seems like you're going in an elevator. Oh, that's it's right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, that's what I meant. Not the death drop thing. Yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah, it was—it was awesome. Very cool.
0: What else about uh, Candyman? Anything else we want to hit on this specific film? I guess those um, favorite scenes you want to
2: talk about? Yeah, I mean the—the the scene where she, or, or Virginia Madsen's talking to her like her. Was it her boss or her, or the psychiatrist? And Candyman just kind of comes in and guts that guy and then flies off the window. Oh yeah, dude, that scene's insane. And
0: then it, it clearly sets up like she's the crazy one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Such a such a great scene, and it just yeah, you know, it's, it's a good good plot point. It kind of sets it up for what's going to happen for the rest of the movie.
0: But yeah, her her character, like the arc of her character, is so uh, dramatized, and I feel like what. They really victimize her, obviously, because she's meant or she's displayed to be the person that's that's crazy. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's the the majority of the intent of the film. Um, yeah. But I, I think that she does such a, a good job in that that scene where they're she's near the public restroom when she gets beat up in the bathroom.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a great scene too, oh,
0: dude. That scene is so impactful for me as a viewer of this film. Like, that's the one that sits with me, and I just that that one I've always carried. That one always messed with me. Do you have any yeah, I'll, with I'll, Jamie, that's good.
1: Um, to be honest, one for me was always when they first go into Cabrini Green and they go through the graffiti, and the graffiti, like dude's yeah. mouth, and like she yeah. goes through like. That always to me is like, that's like what I envision and think of when I think of Candyman for some
0: reason is just like that scene. The the color, the colors within Cabrini Green are so vibrant and intense. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And it's
1: so like, oh man, it's like depressing in there and scary and like, it's all those emotions kind of in one where you're like. You're uncertain. You're also like you're uneasy and it's fuck. The woman who lives
0: in that one specific apartment though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I so, know exactly. Like yeah. that woman is a character from she's not, but like she is a character from people on the stairs. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like she, I can see she, that for sure. She has that same general presentation and, and demonstration. So that, I feel like these movies <clears throat> for me, at least have such a like intrinsic relationship yeah, Cabrini yeah. Green is
1: such like it's a character, you know, itself.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. I think Candyman and People Under Stairs would be a, a great double feature.
0: Yeah, that really would be. Well, let's we get it going, our, Music Box. Yeah, our drive, yeah. our drive-in theater at Music Box. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I will. I will. Uh, I'll pitch it next time I, I talk to Ryan at the Music Box. That'd be
0: great. Yeah, for sure. Um, what else on Candyman? You guys want to hit anything else before we head to our next film?
2: um i got nothing else to say on Candyman other than if you haven't seen it you're doing yourself a disservice definitely watch it um oh my God, yeah. get in there skip the second sequel the third sequel is not the worst
0: i you know i don't know that i've seen the third one. i've never seen the second or third
1: oh i've definitely seen the second but
2: yeah and then if you if you've never seen uh bernard rose who directed candy man his first movie um paper paper house paper yeah paper house Pretty awesome. That's worth checking out, too. If if you're looking for another kind of uh, more gothic, British horror film, check out Paper House. Really cool.
0: What's next? Our next film. We're heading to 1986. What film is this, Jason?
2: Uh, This is a little uh, lighthearted movie known (laughs) as Henry, Portrait (laughs) of a Serial Killer, directed by John McNaughton. Otis, plug it in.
1: Did you really kill your mama? What? Did you really kill your mama?
0: I guess I did.
1: She must have treated you real bad. She a whore. Susie! Susie!
2: You used to dance naked? Sure, all the time around the huh? Otis. Best you, ever saw. you never. You me you never killed
1: this is the only movie that you could watch, like Cannibal Holocaust, after, and be like, Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, let's let's settle let's down, take here. it
2: easy. Yeah. yeah, you get you get you know Michael Rucker's, I believe, his feature film debut in this one, and he uh, just goes all in on it.
1: Which I was thinking about this earlier. That's insane that this was his first movie, and he's almost lucky that this was Didn't delayed and, and completely limbo and like, fuck up his career. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because uh, you know, like if this was a huge movie, and like that's if all you're Prince Johnfrey. Like, you're you're,
0: yeah, 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 you're fucked. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's definitely a, a hard role to to dig yourself out of. No doubt, it's it's intense, and like you know. It's a it's a slow burn of a movie. Like a ton of stuff happens, but nothing really happens. It's just like Here's yeah, I mean, a movie the, about the a Cold st- Open
0: and honestly. So I had not seen this movie in its entirety until um so spoiler alert, I of the three you selected, Candyman was mm. the one that I was like, okay, this is a obvious one. Yeah. And then this one and the next one were a little bit surprises for me so this this movie i had not seen in its entirety so like i actually sat down and watched it and i was like holy shit but yeah it's rough it starts with a cold open uh a dead woman who is like precariously positioned and you look and it's like okay this is clearly going to be about um uh you know like some sort of serial killing plot objectification of women there's going to be certainly like that dynamic is going to be deeply rooted in the inspiration behind this film and like right off the bat you see that but then it immediately cuts to these like scenes of of suburban or not suburban but like north chicago where you get the the church and the bar and the diner and the street view and it it like brings you into like every town USA's version of Chicago mm-hmm. and he's in the diner and he's like talking to that woman at the diner. And he says like, Oh, you've got a Beautiful really smile. Pretty. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's so creepy. Like the only thing that you've seen in this movie so far is the woman dead in the brush and then this dude eating and telling us well, woman. it's that juxtaposition they do
1: between like him doing mundane activities and then showing like, yeah. the horrors that he's, you know,
0: done. It's equivalent to like watching a Michael Myers floss. Yeah. <sighs> You know yeah, I mean? exactly. right right is... right
1: and then flashing to like the dead people yeah. that so I, I find that part to be so striking especially with the soundtrack going there at the beginning
2: yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's the the thing about this movie too is like most serial killer films have like a police procedural to it right. like someone's, exactly. someone's pursuing them to catch them this is just like You're hey here's right. Henry Lee Lucas this is his crimes and there's nothing else to it it's just like Watch his terrible undoing.
1: Yeah, there's no like, <laughs> there's there's nobody no has a whiff of this happening. Yeah. yeah, um, there's no, you're not getting any like backstories of the victims like you typically would. And yeah, it's very like it, like mundane is a word that comes to mind. It's just like the life of this dude who's just also a fucking psychopath.
2: Yeah, him and him an okay. Otis Tool. It's so very whatever his, oh, his...
1: fucking Otis, man. That's my least favorite
0: least
2: yeah, yeah he's like henry is, is obviously fucked character. up
0: but otis's teeth even you look at it you're like this fucking guy those teeth are hard to look at throughout yeah, they really are and he's just a little shitbag yeah. too so for those that have not seen this movie the imdv imdv yeah internet movie data video <laughs> imdb uh definition of this film is henry who's a drifter commits a series of brutal murders supposedly operating within impunity. So, I mean, that really sums up this film.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's very. what it
0: is. Random acts of violence. Um, but it's interwoven with, like, very deep personalization to why he, like, they they don't hold back on you wondering why he is the way he is. They, like, really explore that concept. Mm-hmm. And you almost look at it and empathize and say, like, oh, okay, I, I understand why you might be messed up, and then he's doing these heinous things, and you're like, oh, my God, this, what the hell, like, what am I, like, what am I digesting? What am I doing? Um, You know, you know
1: what I find kind of uh, weird, not weird, but interesting, is that they almost kind of make you um, empathize or, like, almost, like, put you in the place of the, of Otis's sister, because she just arrives as you're arriving, yeah, movie, essentially, you know what I mean? So you're kind of like in her shoes, and on their uh, first interaction,
0: like, you're like, Oh, she's gonna get killed off in the next five minutes. Yeah, and then she's mm-hmm. like one of the like a major part of the film, yeah. But she's,
1: yeah, she's like the innocent, like you know, the part that kind of brings you back to center in that movie, yeah, even though she's clearly fucked up in her own right. Uh, but like, like I said, you're kind of riding with her on this one, uh, but we get to see more than she does when we see like that really dirty shit, uh, and just the way that the way that it unfolds is just like, and like this probably takes place. What do you guys think downtown? A lot of the, like the killings and stuff.
2: I yeah, actually... he was all, he was all over the place.
1: Yeah, he really was. But like where they're picking up the, the prostitutes and stuff, I assume would be downtown.
0: So I, I actually did some research on the filming nice. locations. Perfect. So most of them were in the downtown area. Um, a lot of more were, were on lower whacker. Um, mm-hmm. you could see they spent some time in the car that car scene with Otis. Yeah, is that trap I do? Yeah. Yep.
1: When they do that turn where he goes he's going like around the loop, like off an exit you can tell. Yeah. And they like you're you're literally like watching just the car go through the the loop. And it's funny because I don't know if anyone who's never lived in Chicago kind of grabs a hold of that scene the way that like I did because it's like I I specifically know this feeling of going around this, like,
0: exit loop. Yeah. Being in a taxi who's driving way too fast, and you're like, what's happening? (laughs) We're going 407 miles an hour (laughs) underground.
1: I had 13 shots and (laughs) seven beers an hour ago. Come on. Yeah. Um, Uh, But, yeah, it was little things like that that kind of place you into Chicago, and I was wondering if someone who has never, like, been to Chicago or... Uh, experience that, like, if it resonates with them or not, or if they're just like, this is a boring, unnecessary scene. But it, it's one mm-hmm. that I kind of connected with.
2: Yeah, I think it's another one of those setting up Chicago as a character in the movie itself. Like, it it just adds that aspect to it completely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess some of this was shot up um, at the Northbrook Mall, too. Huh. Um. So some, uh, Jason, you're saying you're from just... Just outside there, in the suburbs. So they
1: did yeah. a little suburb shooting as well. But most yeah, of it was downtown. Is it, you said John.
0: You
2: yeah. said Northbrook. Yes, that's a little, little, yeah, it's a little, little ways from me. But yeah, that would that would be huh. definitely a, Burbs.
1: I almost get like a '70s Chicago vibe from it. You know, it's funny. Like when I found out it was filmed in like '86 or whatever, it was like it feels like '86. Right? Like yeah, I thought for sure it was like '70s. It's so gritty and grimy.
0: Well, in the sexual element too, like. That's typically not my my thing. I'm not into that. This
1: movie is not any... I don't know that it's any of our like thing. Yeah. You know, no, it's very if, uncomfortable. If, it, if, it's,
2: if it's your thing, uh, please get yeah, checked out. Please go away.
1: <laughs> please go away. It's like uh, the movie Maniac. I, I draw a lot of comparisons to the movie Maniac on this one.
2: Yeah, I I could agree. definitely see that for sure.
1: Which I also like. I like that movie Maniac, but it, it gives that same thing where it's like, Am I fucked up for watching this? Like I only I mean, said Blueberry. It, Am I fucked up?
2: <laughs> with with Maniac though, at least it ends with like with like a some sort of redemption, if you can call that or whatever. Sure, yeah. This just kind of like, all right, Henry's just gonna go on his way.
1: Yeah. How about a scene from it that like what's your what's your scene, man?
2: Uh man. There's so many scenes that stick out from this movie. There really uh, are. Probably, uh, when, uh, I keep saying Otis, but that's cause it's based on the guy, the guy Otis right. the movie is, is Otis. Um, I mean, he gets the camcorder and like they're filming the family. That's mine. And, like, yeah, that's and the they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they're like, dude. they're murdering the family, but like, it's, you're watching it on TV as they're being <sighs> murdered in real, it's, it's just a whole, whole bunch of nuts.
1: Dude, it is so like, I can't even really describe the way you feel because. After it's over, and you're the whole time you're watching, it, you're like, This is so fucking uncomfortable to watch. And then you realize that they're just sitting there re watching it. Yeah. It's like, What the? You are so fucked. Oh, man. It's very meta. Because, like, when yeah. the kid, when the son walks in, is when you're really affected by it. It's like, oh, You definitely. Know, you see the husband still alive, and he's like, his face is wrapped with something plastic or something. And you're like, well, that's very uncomfortable and unsettling. Like I'd, I'd hate to be that guy, but then the sun walks in and you're like, Oh dude, like when he gets, Oh fuck. I just hate, I hate all this subject matter. It's so uncomfortable.
2: Yeah. It's a dirty, sticky film,
1: dude. Dirty and sticky are like two. That's a great. It does way to have like an it, element
0: of like street trash to it, almost. I feel like yeah. a grittiness. Certainly, yeah. yeah. Jamie, do you have a specific scene?
1: No, that was mine. The, that was yours. The, the VHS, uh, but also the the way that he lures—not lures, but the way that he gets Otis to come along with him, which didn't take much persuasion, uh, but is essentially by him killing a prostitute. While they're both in the car with prostitutes and he just randomly kills one. And then Otis is like, okay, well, I guess this is like the thing now. Yeah. You know? And it's like, he just kind of like goes along with it. And it's like, what the fuck? That's what it took? Was him killing a woman in front of you to like, "Now, Okay. I'm a killer now too. If you get
0: in the car and put on the wrong song, I'm like, ugh, Jamie, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, right. We don't listen to country in this But then just imagine like, wait, you just killed a prostitute?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, but then from there, then they go to the TV salesman, which is like slash the worst salesman I've ever seen slash selling in like what the f- what is this like? How did they know to go here? How does this guy mm-hmm. fucking like do business? Yeah, does he advertise? you think this guy? He must. <laughs>
0: I had a couple notes about them sitting in the kitchen drinking old style. Also, wait. One more okay. one more
1: thing with this TV is the TV guy. Here we go. He is the...
0: This guy asked
1: to be fucking murdered. <laughs> he asked, like, these two guys who are clearly, like, shady characters. And he's just downgrading them and talking shit the whole time. It's like, you deserve to die, bud. <laughs> but you don't
0: want to talk about the old style?
1: Let's go. Also... We have been you and I have sat next to Henry Notice. Like, remember <laughs> that place in Lincoln Square, the one with the jukebox that we'd always play music that we knew would piss people off. Oh, dude, yes, play yellow card or something. Or we'd be like, okay, um, well, yeah. but
2: I want to know what place this is.
1: There were a few places, you know, like, there were a few places there in Chicago, and by a few, I mean a thousand. Where like, it's just a corner <laughs> bar with an old style sign, and you go yeah. in there and you're like. Okay, I don't. I do not belong in this. Well, place. I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> you feel I, home, I, I but you also when I go feel into like a bar. I might be sitting next to Henry. Yeah, uh, because like I certainly have sat next to those two dudes. There's <laughs> there's just no doubt. Like yeah. creepily eyeing my wife up, and it's like, all right, time to go. Yeah, let's get when
0: going.
2: When I go here. into a Chicago bar and there's not an old style sign, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, yeah. that that means Henry's coming for you. <laughs> This this was a good pick though, man, and I, I feel like it represented um, Chicago in a very specific time and to Jamie's points here, like Henry could be next it, to you. It's a anywhere. Chicago that we yeah. don't know about. That yeah. we never know yeah, yeah. 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 It's
2: definitely a, a very timely not timely, but a very pinpointed time on Chicago. Like it just it just feel you, you feel it, it you get to you, you visualize it, it's just there.
0: Yeah, it's an in the moment film. Mm-hmm. Um all right, let's head to our last one here. This this last one was a great pick. Uh, Thank you. heading to 1999. Jason, you want to introduce the film?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so we're going to 1999's. Uh, I'm going to call it a Kevin Bacon classic. Stir of Echoes.
0: Haven't you ever
1: heard about people being operated on when they're under hypnosis? No, nope, I don't believe in any of that.
2: Right. Really? All right, Kreskin, prove it. Might you hypnotize somebody? Yeah,
0: do me. Come on. What's the worst that can happen?
2: What the hell was that? Time to hit the sack. I love you. I'm a a happy guy. He's a receiver now. He can't
1: stop it. He can't slow it down. What do you know about that girl, Samantha Kozak? She
0: ran away. What happened? I'm supposed to dig. I wanna talk to you. You're not yourself right now.
1: This is
2: the most important thing that I've ever done. Uh, written, a uh, story by Richard Matheson, who, you know, wrote most of the Twilight Zone episodes. Um, yeah, it's directed by David Kopek, I believe is the director's name. Yeah, I think and, it's uh,
0: uh, David Cope. And um, there you go. Yeah, dude, th- this is a great movie. It is a Kevin Bacon classic. I remember this uh, VHS. What Kevin, cover.
1: what Kevin Bacon movie is not a classic?
0: But I think what makes this movie such a classic is his, like, a. Uh, his attempt at a Chicago, like, Midwestern accent? Because it's so <laughs> dramatic in this. Yes, it is. He's going,
2: like, 110%. He's giving it his all in this role, which is why I really appreciate it.
0: It's, it's almost like he grew up in the woods of Minnesota. Like, that's his accent. Um, but, no, he I, I actually think he acts the shit out of this movie. And um, it's weird because I feel like this movie's very... Uh, physical um like mm-hmm. physicality is such a an element like kevin bacon's like he, his clothes are super tight and his wife's like midriff is always showing and like yeah, I feel like skin and physicality is such like a uh presence of this film um i haven't i hadn't seen this one since I was really really little, so rewatching through it I was really like i was just so affixed to the t v as I was watching it and this really. Um, it flipped the script on something I completely forgotten about. So, this was a great, great pick. And I'm I'm glad that you selected this so we could
2: rewatch through it. Yeah. Glad to reintroduce you to it.
1: Yeah. I, I had rented it when it first came out. And I, I don't think I've watched it since. It's a Dude, great one.
0: 90, great rewatch. 99. So, yeah. Let's hit the IMDb, uh, overview, uh, real quick for those that haven't seen it. But after being hypnotized, um, a beautiful man named Kevin Bacon. (laughs) Uh, So he's hypnotized by his (laughs) sister-in-law and he begins seeing these visions of a girl, uh, like a girl's ghost. And there's a mystery that kind of unfolds around her ghost and it's associated to his home. Uh, So I I don't really know how we talk about this film without spoiler alerts. So if you've not seen this film uh, and you don't want to know what happens, maybe pause here because we kind of need to talk about the end to bring this thing full circle. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely going to be spoiler full.
0: But you, you can sense from scene 1 Kevin Bacon's character has a just general vulnerability about him. Um he's he, insecure
1: about like his life and where he's at family-wise and like career-wise. Yeah. And, and, yeah.
0: and as a parent like the I think the film starts empathize. with that kid like singing. Yeah. And you're already in the un- bath,
1: right? And he's playing guitar. Yeah. And the kid's talking to like somebody
0: like what night has that not been happening I I actually
1: that resonated very heavily with me actually because um, I I initially was like don't you notice your kids just like talking to some random person but then I was like well if I'm in his shoes where he's sitting there playing playing the guitar and I'm just sitting there scrolling through my phone and my kid is I'm just I just assume he's like playing fake playing or you know talking to an imaginary friend but no this is something you should be concerned about
0: it could be the ghost of a uh, a community cover up conspiracy, you know. Yeah,
2: I, I, you know, I hadn't seen this for a while. Like, I kind of forgot that the little kid talks to the ghost or whatever. So, like the opening scene, I was like, "Why is this kid just talking straight to camera?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, I know where we're going." Yeah.
0: <laughs> so this was ninety nine, right? Let me yeah, ninety nine up here. So I definitely got vibes of this sixth sense. Um, yeah, which I believe came out the same year.
2: It, yeah, it, they came out right around the same time. And so this Sixth Sense was definitely the, the bigger of the two movies. So this kind of got swept under the rug and people kind of forgot about it. Um, but yeah. it's it's based on a Richard Matheson novel. So it was written way before Sixth Sense was even a, a, a surprising idea in M. M Light's eyes. So Yeah,
1: and this movie is not uh to be confused with Sixth Sense and it's not like it's one that you should definitely go check out if you haven't watched uh recently or if, if you've never seen. Like
0: don't I think the similarities are the fact there's a kid engaging with supernatural yeah. elements. Yeah. Like, the I think photography that's about is similar. It. They have a they both have like a um urban darkness to them, but I, I feel like the yeah. similarities kind of kinda of stop there.
2: Yeah, mean, they, was they like, just have that '90s look.
1: Absolutely, I feel like every yeah. time frame, kind of like you can kind of like watch Seeple's, a movie from that Seeple's time frame and Seattle. Say, like, yeah, oh, yeah that's, yep. no, that's silly
0: to say, but you're yeah. right. It is. But the Chicago ness of this film, um, the L train, the metro, like when
1: he's oh, up, dude, this this could be any. Yeah, dude. Any little nor- any north pocket super, in Chicago. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Although I I will say it's. Uh, I think it's set in Bridgeport. I think they say that at some point in the movie. But when they're having that block party, it's clearly Wicker Park. <laughs> as as a as a as a, as a lifelong Chicagoan, I can call that out.
1: So that was Wicker Park.
2: I got yeah, a lot of like
1: Southside vibes from that for some reason. No, yeah, like, if dude, you were... that block party uh... reminded me of like Shameless. <laughs> like the
0: train in the background. I feel like a lot of Shameless was not filmed on Southside. Yeah, oh, I, I
2: can, uh, as someone who's worked on Shameless, like I can tell you. Uh, they do about uh two weeks here in Chicago. The rest is all filmed in other locations.
1: Yeah, I actually read that that like most of it is not Chicago.
2: Yeah, they do about they do about fourteen days here and do locations, and then everything else is yeah out there out west or uh, maybe Canada. I forget.
1: So, and what were you gonna say about the block party, John?
0: Oh, just get me there. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I wanted to talk about the party that they have there at the beginning. Yeah. It's not the block party. It's just like... Oh, when they go next door? Yeah, it's like they a bring goddamn the baby, frat party over there. The, the, he brings
0: like the baby monitor. Why?
1: That was a college town party. Yeah. And what are these adults doing? And how do I get invited? Because <laughs> I do not have neighbors like this. <laughs> the guy who, whose house it was has like an 18-year-old child. Yeah. And he's throwing these like elaborate... So, yeah, let's get hypnotized. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's get hypnotized. <laughs> it's Everyone's like,
0: smoking in the house. I'm like as I'm watching I'm going like my wife
1: would fucking kill me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the I, but those houses though, like the brownstones, the walk ups. Yeah, the, the walk ups, yep. Those were so uh Chicago based, Chicago rooted. So I I feel like that really did um yeah. center the scene of the film for sure. That
1: neighborhood, yeah, no, it, like it, it really puts you in there, it places you in that neighborhood.
2: It's yeah, amazing. it gives you that it's you know not to say that it's of the same caliber of, of like uh, do the right thing, but like you get that idea of like the neighborhood and the block and like everything's ho- you know how it's all laid out. Yeah, you get that that comes across. Yeah, everyone's completely. sweating.
0: It's like the hottest day of the year.
2: Yeah, and, and the you know,
0: the foreshadowing is very prominent in this when, just like his interaction with the characters within the film, um, mm-hmm. particularly in those those uh, social settings. One dad's like overly proud. And you could tell the one, like, the kid's a sh- little shit, and you're like, okay, there's something up here. Um, Then you clearly find the sinister roots later in mm. the film.
1: Even that, like, high school, that scene when they're going to the high school football game, which is the most crowded high school football game in existence.
0: <laughs> that would have been, like, Chicago trying to get Suburbs, into the Dolphins. Yeah, I
1: mean, that would have been, <laughs> like, trying to get into, like, a Pink Floyd concert in 1978. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah,
2: yeah definitely a, a very attended well attended football game
0: <laughs> yeah no doubt but i do think this film has great it has good jump scares in
2: it um, mm. and they don't he, overdo them too much
0: no they really don't like they're
1: i i love those little scenes and you know what i actually do get a lot of sixth sense with like with the part when like she's getting ready to take a bath the wife and yeah. like the the girl sitting on the side of the tub they're playing in the water yeah, dude, it's... which is subsequently frigid
0: it It's a, mm. it's a, like her character I feel is so impactful in the film and yeah. it's, it's so subtly interwoven. It's not like an offensive or an aggressive, like, uh, just they don't force her insertion in the film to the point where it's uncomfortable. It, it makes sense. It fits, it flows, it works well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I think it's really tastefully done.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Can
0: we
1: talk about who the actress is? Which, the. So the the ghost girl.
0: Who is it? I don't.
1: She is the. Uh, oh, here we go. I, I feel it's terrible because I don't have her name. This. Yeah, I'm doing this thing now.
2: Is it? Which it's she, Catherine Catherine Irby. No.
1: I'll be honest with you. I I don't know her name offhand. I'm gonna look it up. It she's is. The it girl is from, Catherine uh, Irby. Urban Legends Part Two. Oh, is she the second Urban Legends movie? She's she also the main girl. Yeah, the main girl. No shit, the blonde girl. Yep. Final cut. Correct. Final cut. Oh wow,
2: that's huh. her. I know her from uh, Oz, but okay.
1: Oz the show.
2: Yeah, the the TV show Oz. Urban Legend Oz.
0: Wait, she was in Oz. Jamie was just talking about Oz to me. I think
2: yesterday. If we're talking about the same person. I think.
0: I've talked about
1: Oz more than most people do. Recently, because I I just watched the whole
0: series like a few months ago.
2: Maybe I'm maybe I'm talking maybe I'm thinking of Let's the, the yeah. his wife and his wife was yeah. Okay, I, so I, Catherine Irby
0: is actually the the mom. Okay. the movie. So she probably was in Oz. And I know she her. Was like, she was
2: on Oz.
1: Really, I I just think of uh, Law and Order. She's on one of the Law and Orders. I don't even know yeah, which one. Yeah, she is. That's that's all I think of when I see her. But I'm talking about Jennifer Morrison.
2: Okay,
0: who's Catherine from, Irby like, was Once on Once Upon a Time and shit. Katherine was on 17 episodes of Oz, yeah.
1: Oh my god. I like I can't I can't place her in Oz. I'm embarrassed. And she's also in What About Bob.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. She is in What About Bob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch All of Oz, Jason?
2: Uh, I have seen All of Oz.
1: So how about when um have you watched it recently?
2: No, I have not watched it well, recently. Well, I was just gonna mention
1: I think it's like season six when Tom Atkins makes an appearance. Yeah. And it's like, wait, what? and it turns out he's like a super racist like shitty ass dude which sucks
2: yeah playing against his 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 lovable self
0: yeah it's like i don't i don't want this tom it's not the version that i have conjured up of my knight in shiny armor (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want the Tom
1: Atkins who goes commando in his jeans. Oh, we've talked way too long about that on two
0: episodes ago. Um, you can never. So is, talk that too a, long is that a about Halloween
2: that. three reference?
0: Yes. Yes. It is. We did a whole episode on Halloween three and how quickly he zips up his jeans with how fearless, undying yeah. confidence.
2: Hey, when you're shagging someone else's wife while your wife and kids are at home, yeah. everything's fair game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Clearly, your luck is gonna keep you from
2: the emergency
0: room. <laughs> but As I uh, say
2: this, staring at my Tom Atkins Night of the Creeps action figure, <laughs>
0: I oh, love it, dude. That 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 is one of That's our. That's a B, Tom. Yeah,
1: right.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: it is. He's he's amazing in that. But I, I did want to talk about the one scene. So the scenes where he's under hypnosis are, I think, are pretty impactful and dramatic. Yeah, and they're. The way they're shot, they're pretty, they're, there's a lot of uh, contrast, they're dark, and then they have, like, violent scenes of lightness, too, I think. But um, the one where he is in the movie theater trying to, when when he goes to talk to the sister-in-law, and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to try and help you, but I just smoked a huge fatty, I think she oh, yeah. said. <laughs> Full disclosure, you could tell it was a different time
1: then too, because she was almost like embarrassed to say it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and like now, now it's like legal like, to go yeah.
0: to a dispensary. But she she goes in there or he goes in there and she hypnotizes him again and she's like, You're back in the movie theater, you're alone? He's like, No, I'm not alone. She's like, No, you're alone. He's like, No, I'm not alone. And there's a significant jump scare in there, and mm-hmm. it the the sound design is so in your face and uh, the the like, again the colors and it's just like it's dramatic and it's broody and it's intense and it's rich, and then on the the TV screen within the the film he looks up and it says dig, yeah. And she's like, "Are you okay?" And he goes and he like chugs that beer. He's like, "I guess I got to dig." <laughs> yeah. Just like dramatic thing, but I, I thought that scene was pretty cool. This might sound really no, weird, awesome. but I
1: got a weird like Maholland drive vibe yeah. from yeah, that yeah. theater. Yeah, yeah. I feel that.
2: Yeah, and then yeah, and then just the the next the following scene is him him shirtless ripping up the backyard, just like all right.
0: I mean, all that but, went, and then when he's in the basement later, so I I've is, done it is comical what that becomes. Like, I, yeah. I have done. Like he it's ripped ripped like the Berbs through the
1: dining
2: room like floor like why? Yeah, what? it's it's straight up like the burbs. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he he in that so I've recently dug a trench. In my backyard over the summer. And Mm -hmm. it is. It's really intense work. Like as a 33 year old man. I struggled with it. And it was a lot of work. And it took a lot of breath. His backyard. If you did that with hand tools. uh, It would take seven months. When you look back there. And then he's in the basement. With a pickaxe. Trying to dig up concrete. Clearly he learns his lesson and he goes and gets a uh, uh, jackhammer, but to do that, even that level of work with a pickaxe after three swings, you'd be like, yep, nope. Uh, my elbows are broken. I can't do this. <laughs> when he bumped
1: the brick and it starts coming down, I'm like, you, <laughs> like you just did so much fucking unnecessary. I would be so work. pissed.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. well, this, this is definitely a good movie. Um,
1: but can we talk really quick about how do you guys like the ending? The way it's like everything's revealed and do you like it? Too cheap? Nice payoff?
2: It's it's a little too singy sungy, happy, but it's, you know, 1999. So that's kind of the, the vibe for them.
1: Yeah, for sure it is. Did you guys guess? Did you know? So I hadn't seen this since, again, 99. And I remember, like, obviously I had already seen this. In my subconscious, I knew who did it, but when I was watching it this time, I had no clue what the outcome was until I remember seeing the guy in particular with the mustache at the black party block party, yeah. and I went like, "That guy's involved. I know it."
0: I and they they oversell that. Yeah, yeah, because it's because of Kevin Bacon. Camera like
1: zoom in, zooms and stuff they use. Different little things that are tells in my mm. mind.
0: And Kevin Bacon's like over enthusiasm during those scenes. And the way the one little shitbag keeps saying like the retort, and he's like, you "Yeah, yeah. it yeah, again. Yeah. I'm gonna tackle,
1: yeah, yeah." It's like it's clear somebody here is involved. It's a plot yeah. point. Like
0: yeah. it's yeah. it's a very obvious plot point. Yep. So yeah, but I, I I don't know. I I still no. I liked it. I dug it. Yeah, I just didn't know how you guys felt. This movie is definitely Shameless meets the Sixth Sense meets, uh, um, like a John Kuzak movie. Yeah, yeah, I I will say I
1: enjoyed it a lot more now than I did when I first saw it. Yeah, dude. And uh, I don't know why that is. Maybe I've just matured as like a movie viewer or something. But Mm -hmm. at the time, I remember just being like, yeah. And maybe it was, maybe I'd already seen The Sixth Sense and just thought this was like, you know, uh, an inferior version of that. I'm not sure. But I remember um, at the time just kind of being like ho hum about it. And this time around, I was, I enjoyed it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like I had just rewatched it on Monday and I was totally like, oh, wow, this movie is way better than I remember it being. And it yeah. totally kind of blew me away a little bit.
0: Well, you felt the same way. Well, Jason, this has been <laughs> so fun, man. Thank you so much. We really appreciate yeah. your time. We love the brand, we love what you guys do. Uh, for those that have not uh, shopped at Creepy Company, go check out Creepy Co. Um, you know, Jason plugged where you can find find them uh, and, and get your get yourself some creepy stuff and
1: i mean they have everything it's yeah. amazing everything they have is amazing and jason i have to I, i'm like in awe of what you guys have done since 2015 and where you guys have like come from and gone it's it's amazing
2: thank you thank you yeah it's been it's been it's fun working there it's fun watching us grow and yeah thanks for having me on the on the podcast i really appreciate you guys reaching out and asking
1: yeah, absolutely, man. And good luck with everything, and uh, we hope to see you guys build even an even bigger empire here as we go. Keep at it. Thank Thanks, you.
0: man.